The Damon Hayhow Podcast on DamonHayhow.com. Welcome to the Damon Hayhow Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing the deeply philosophical and politically vital issue of whether to follow a clean or a dirty diet in order to bulk up the best. The quick answer for those of you who cannot wait for an answer is it depends. And a slightly expanded answer is that both diet types are actually valid options depending on your goal and you. So in this talk, I'll go into more depth over the the differences, uh, starting off with first defining the terms, which is the basis of all good argumentation and something that you'll basically never see in any discussion of bodybuilding topics, particularly not fitness topics. Um, then I'll talk about the, uh, the issues pertaining to goals versus your response to the different diets versus your commitment to diets in general. Then I will step through my recommended process to help you decide when to use which um, and how I come to that determination for a client and myself. So getting straight into it, first of all, when we are talking about bulking up, um, we are talking in terms of increasing size. That is the dictionary definition of the verb form of the word bulk. So to bulk up is to increase in size. Clean versus dirty dieting is a little bit more contentious in terms of the language used. Clean dieting we mostly understand to mean uh, eating all natural unprocessed foods while dirty, diet, dirty dieting means eating processed foods, junk foods, fast foods, McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, potato chips, ice cream, etc, etc. Oh, and pizza, of course, who could ever forget pizza, the uh, basis of life on this planet to many, many people as soon as you say you can't eat pizza. Um, in the dictionary, the word clean means unsoiled, unstained, free from foreign or extraneous matter, unadulterated, pure, uh, characterized by a fresh, wholesome quality. These are all definitions of the word clean. So quite clearly, it's basically food that does not have any extra stuff, any soiling added to it, such as flavor enhancers, preservatives, colors, uh, etc., Dirty, on the other hand, is defined as soiled with dirt, foul, unclean, uh, sordid, contemptible, obscene, pornographic, lewd, undesirable, unpleasant, thankless, unfortunate, regrettable, unsportsmanlike. Um, it's basically, in, in terms of food, it has been soiled with something. It has got a bunch of additives to it that aren't added for their nutritive value. They are added so that it looks pretty, In it lasts for a thousand years on the shelf, uh, it feels nice in your mouth, um, it tastes different to what it actually tastes like, uh, or, or any of these any of these external factors that don't relate to actually what it does inside your body once it is digested or gone, gone into your stomach, because who knows if it digests or not. Now, the, the, the main question from our point of view is, what is the difference? Is there a difference? And there's uh, a cross-section of the bodybuilding community uh, that like to call themselves the ignorance, I mean, the evidence-based uh, crowd, and they will say there's no evidence that there's any difference, and there's the academic crowd who say that a calorie is a calorie and it makes no damn difference whether you eat a silk blouse, a chicken breast, or a piece of Kentucky Fried Chicken, not even God knows what the hell bird that shit came from. The fact of the matter is, 
is there is a profound difference. There's a profound difference in, in the effect of uh, processed foods on your body composition when you um, match for protein, carbs, fats, and calories. Meaning, if you are to eat a diet of clean, nutritious, unprocessed foods and compare it with exactly the same diet in terms of calories, protein, carbs, and fats of processed food, or even a, a mostly clean diet with only 5 or 10% or 20% of processed foods, then generally speaking, you will wind up heavier with more body fat and more, more fluid retention, so you look fatter, than you would with the, with the unprocessed food diet. Now, it is true. Some people out there, a very, very small percentage, can get away with eating processed foods, and there doesn't seem to be very much different in the appearance of their physique um, or, or the, the results that they can get from their training, whichever that they eat. I've met people like this that can just eat a diet of junk and they still gain strength and gain muscle and don't get fat. Um, lucky for them. These people are not the norm. They are absolutely the exception. And when they try arguing that their way is better, well, you only need to try their way for a couple of weeks before you'll realize it actually does not work for you or the majority of people. If it does work for you, and you happen to like eating shit, then we'll just go eat shit. Like, why listen to the rest of this podcast? For most of you out there, it's not necessarily a criticism that eating a diet full of processed foods, or even a diet that includes processed foods, will give you a result profoundly different from a diet full of unprocessed foods. The the question is, what is your goal? If your goal is to walk around as lean and muscular as you possibly can, then a diet full of processed foods will generally not do as well as the exact same amount of calories, protein, carbs, and fats of unprocessed foods. If you just want to get as heavy as possible, let's say you're a rugby forward and you just need to wander around with as much body weight as possible, and it doesn't matter the effect on your appearance or your performance, then a diet full of processed foods will actually help you do that a whole lot better. Um, so it, it really comes down to your goals versus your body's response versus your commitment to your diet as to which diet is best for you. And the first most obvious is, do you want to be heavy or do you want to be muscular? If you want to be more lean and muscular, more visible muscularity and definition, then the less processed food in your diet, the better. Do not underestimate how little processed food can be tolerated by most people before it has a negative impact on the measurement and the appearance of their physique. I have on numerous occasions when I've been dieting a client to, to, to reduce body fat, we've found that their body weight and body fat was not reducing with one can of Pepsi Max in their diet per day. We removed the can of Pepsi Max. This is the no calorie, uh, no sugar Pepsi. We removed that can of Pepsi Max per day and left everything else exactly the same and their weight and their body fat immediately started to decrease and continue to decrease over successive weeks. This is, is not uncommon. It, it's basically expected. It doesn't happen to all people and most people aren't actually on an effective enough training regime or a, an appropriate enough diet in the first place to actually measure the difference between a can of Pepsi Max. But if and when you are in that circumstance, yes, it does make a difference. We've also seen, I see regularly um, 
the, 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 the herbs and spices in the bottle, the dried ones that you buy from the supermarket, add them to the, the chicken or the steak in your diet. And from a, from a purely clean diet that didn't have any of that in it, you could expect to gain typically one to three kilos of body weight within the first week. It'll all be fluid retention. The pinches, your skin folds will go up, particularly around the abdominal region. Um, you will look different you will measure different and your ability to stay lean or to reduce body fat will be markedly reduced from from then on this is this is normal um i you you might disagree with me because you happen to like your master foods herbs and spices I'm simply reporting on what I've measured consistently in the majority of clients that I've worked with over the many, many years that I've been doing this. If you want to know for yourself, and you should want to know for yourself, then what I recommend you do, I'll get into in a bit more detail later, but what I recommend you do is you measure it for yourself. Follow a completely 100% pure, natural, uh, unprocessed food diet, exactly the same quantities of exactly the same foods every day, measure your body composition at the start, measure it after a week, measure it after two weeks, do it for at least a couple of weeks to get a, a, a measure of how it is affecting your body composition. Then throw in your master foods, garlic salt or thymine oregano or whatever it is onto your, your meat or whatever you're having every day. Have it every single day, measure what starts happening to your body composition you will be probably very surprised. The same applies to any form of sauce, a tomato sauce, a barbecue sauce that you buy from the from the supermarket. You add that to your diet, you're not adding it for its nutritive value, let's be honest, and it does have an effect over your body composition, both in terms of an acute response and also the, the impact that you'll get over time. So, Again, if, uh, if, if that happens to match with your goals, if your goal is to just get as heavy as possible and you don't care if body fat happens to go up and, and you look worse at the, at the same time, you want maximum body weight as quickly as possible, then use that to your advantage. But if you want to be more muscular, my recommendation is probably uh, measure how you respond and, and see what you can get away with. But again, what you can get away with versus the negative impact on on progress on progress over time you will probably be very surprised a can of pepsi or a sprinkle of um you know flavor enhanced herb dried herbs and spices makes a profound difference in the majority of people i've ever worked with so there's that the next consideration when it comes to clean versus dirty bulking is practically just whether you're serious or whether you're just a slacker. And and this is actually probably, I could have started with this at the very start, that um, the majority of people asking me this question just want to eat shit and they want an excuse to eat shit and they want me to say to them that, yeah, it makes no, it absolutely, it makes no difference and, and go ahead and just eat the shit. Um, it does make a difference. If you are serious and you want to stay as lean as possible um, and, uh, and, and as muscular as possible, well, you, you will probably want to follow the clean diet anyway. If you're just going to eat shit, you're just going to eat shit. So what's the point discussing a clean diet? Uh, then so related to that is whether or not you're a methodical kind of person or a very impatient person. Now, I'll be entirely honest. I'm impatient as hell. I can't wait. I want to see shit happen fast. 
This is why I can't stand your traditional powerlifting program where you you just do half-assed, you know, five sets of five and, and none of them are to failure. You just kind of lift some weights up and down and you do this for 11 weeks. And in the 12th week, you finally find out whether or not your last 11 weeks of training actually worked for you or not. I can't psychologically deal with that. I can't psychologically deal with the fact that most of the worst powerlifters in the, on the planet happen to train this way and virtually everybody that I've seen do that makes the slowest progress in power than they could possibly make but that's another issue but but my personality is just I'm too damn impatient I need to know next week whether my training is working because if it's not I want to change it right now I can't wait 12 weeks and when it comes to diet it can be a little bit the same if you're going to put on 10 kilos of muscle mass in a year it's only a, it's not even a couple hundred grams per week. It's it's barely measurable because it's in the in the margin of error of just weighing yourself in skinfold testing. So, um, for a lot of people who are impatient like that, it's preferable to see the weight go up much faster than you can possibly realistically gain muscle mass. And a little bit of fat and a little bit of water goes on with it. And then after a number of weeks, you then turn it around in the opposite direction and you cut that that off. The typical cut bulk kind of approach and you might want to do that on a week by week basis so one week bulk one week cut one week bulk one week cut or it might be months or or quarters as in three months that that you do this by if you're a more methodical person you will be able to cope with just eating your clean diet day in day out for week week after week after week like i actually do now because i'm not expecting any kind of progress at my stage of the game um and, and and that will be fine with you. But be honest with yourself. If, if you just can't deal with that, then uh, that methodical approach, then maybe a, a bit of a dirty bulk um, is, is a tool that you would want to use to see some kind of instant gratification on the scale. And then you can pull all of that back later. And it's something important to understand about the, the dirty versus clean approach is that there's an acute response as well as the long-term response. So as I said about the, the herbs and spices added to your meat each day, typically people will put on one to three kilos in the first week of just adding that to the diet. There's an, there's an instant response and the skin folds will get a little bit worse and it's, it's, it's basically fluid retention in most cases. But similarly, when they take that out the following week, then that one to three kilos disappears just as quickly as it came on. So... Um, Again, this this will deal this this will affect you psychologically. People who have a diet with more with even consistent intake of processed foods will see much greater intraday fluctuations in body weight and appearance. Where throughout the course of the day, their weight might will fluctuate by you know three or four kilos, where it might only fluctuate one or two kilos on a on a clean diet. And then if they miss a meal or uh, or do anything different from their diet, the change in body weight response will be very, very profound. A person with a more methodical mindset, generally speaking, will struggle with that to see such profound changes in the way they look in the mirror as the fluid comes on over the course of the day, the scale, weight gain, um, the day-to-day difference that typically tends to occur in the appearance of a person's stomach where it will typically with processed foods, you will tend to find that you get some degree of more bloat um, from your food, which then goes up and down and, and, and it's just 
there's a lot of fluctuation in body weight and and appearance. So if you can't deal with that, probably don't do the 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 dirty bulk style. And if you like that instant gratification, which a lot of people do, it's it's all fake and you need to understand that, but it's something that you see that your actions are resulting in an outcome. So it's a consideration. The final consideration is whether is, is to do with your response to a diet, and that is whether you're a hard gainer or an easy gainer. Now, these are colloquial terms used by bodybuilders to describe a person who doesn't, uh, a hard gainer is a person who does struggle to gain any weight no matter what they eat. And I'm personally one of these people versus an easy gainer who basically doesn't even need to seemingly change their diet. And uh, when they want to bulk up, they just look at a bit more food and they they gain muscle. And when they want to cut up, they just drink an extra glass of water and it just seems to all fall off them. So um, now that can be better or worse because there's different kinds of people. There's the people who just look sideways at food and they just gain weight from fat. And there's the people who can just stuff themselves senseless with food and not a damn thing happens, whether it's whether it's dirty or clean. Um, now, in in terms of a, a hard gainer um, like myself, I've literally seen, and this is also going to you know really fire up all of the the pseudo academic types out there. I personally really struggle to put on weight to the point that I have in the past incrementally, when I was first bulking up, incrementally increased my diet. And this was a strict measured diet every single day. And in the first week I started off, I started off at 3,000 calories and didn't gain a kilo. So I bumped it to 4,000 calories the following week and didn't gain a kilo. And then I went to 5,000 and didn't gain a kilo, increased to 6,000 and didn't gain a kilo. At 6,000, I've doubled my food intake over an already increased food intake and I literally did not gain a kilo and I was really struggling to put the food down so I went 6500 and nothing happened and then I happened to go up to 6800 and all of a sudden the weight started coming on thick and fast and I started gaining basically one to three kilos a week it was about an average of two kilos per week for about the 10 weeks during which I gained around 17 kilos it was very interesting. A lot. The, the diet was all very clean food. It was there was no processed food in there. Um, I was very very strict with the with my food. So it was the exact quantities of exact things every single day. Sixty eight hundred calories felt absolutely horrific. I was not healthy. I was not happy. But it's what I needed to do in order to get my weight going up, which was my goal. Now this is a really important thing. A lot of the stuff that you will hear from a lot of the experts out there is stolen from the health industry. Now, what we're trying to do when we want to bulk up is literally the opposite of health. We are increasing our BMI beyond 25, which is the WHO and and all the world governments accepted um, line in the sand where you're healthy if your BMI is under 25 and you are unhealthy if your BMI is over 25. Now, if you can't get your body weight to go up well over a BMI of 25, this is not a medical problem that you are suffering. So you don't want to ask medical people who don't want your BMI to increase over 25. You are not a burn victim. You are not someone who suffered uh, severe wasting. You haven't been lying in a coma for a number of years and need to rebuild your wasted muscles. You're an athlete and you're trying to do something that if your body is resisting that hard, clearly is not 
healthy, in inverted commas. This is your personal goal for you. If you tell a doctor that you want to be 130 kilos of body weight, they, they will say that you've got body dysmorphia and they will literally medicate your brain with antidepressants and antipsychotics to make you just not give a shit enough about yourself to achieve your goals because that's how they see it. Of course, if you say to them that you want to be 130 kilos because that's what you need to compete in your sport for a plastic trophy, they will go, well, that's none of our business. You just go and do what you got to do, kill yourself because that's their uh, correct position in things. They cure disease. They don't train athletes. Now, when when you, you, you may hear things from certain academic types where when, when a person can increase their diet by 2,000 calories and not gain any weight, they will start coming up with all kinds of cock and bull theories about your, uh, your gut health and your absorption and, uh, you know, all, all these different things. I'll be talking about basal metabolic rate and your temperature and the increase in thyroid hormones and, and all of this sort of stuff. It's all very wonderful, but it's absolutely fucking irrelevant because forcing 6,000 calories a day into your gut is not about gut health. It's not a healthy thing to do. If you want gut health, stop eating 6,000 calories per day. If you ask your average dietitian about gut health, they'll be telling you that you shouldn't be eating 200 plus grams of protein per day. They'll be telling you, you know, you get enough protein from a carrot probably that uh, you shouldn't be eating meat anyway. All of this kind of nonsense. It's not a health issue. And this is very, very important. Do not listen to health advice when it comes to whether you should clean or dirty bulk. I mean, the fact that you're considering dirty bulking and eating more processed foods just goes to show it's not about health. The, the point being, we've got to worry, you've got to worry about what it is that you can actually do. So if I'm not gaining any weight on 4,000 calories per day, the only practical thing that I can do is increase to more than 4,000 calories per day. Whatever calorie level you go to, you will eventually adapt to it and you'll need to go even higher in order to continue making progress. Now, there's just a practical point at which the it's just too much damn food. It's just too hard to digest. And I promise you, digestive enzymes won't help and uh, gut health things won't help. It's not a health issue. It's just a too damn much food issue and a body that is genetically predisposed to not gaining the weight. So if you're in that boat, that's where the dirty bulk comes in. When you get to the point that you just can't clean bulk anymore and you have aren't gaining the weight that you want to gain or it just won't go any further, then you pretty much don't have a choice. Sticking in some processed food that's more easily edible, that you get more calories in a much more much more dense form is a solution to that problem. Um on the flip side, though, if you're somebody who doesn't have any problem gaining the weight, if you are an easy gainer, don't trick yourself into thinking that there's, uh, you know, uh, uh, that, 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 that a heavily processed food is something you need to do in order to gain the weight that you would have gained leaner and just as easily um, without the processed food. It's, it's a time and place thing. Um, so... Let's let's get on then to my recommended process for how you should go about deciding it. And 
basically it comes down to measuring it. Measure your body composition, set a goal, write yourself a diet, follow the diet, which should at the, at the outset be based purely on 100% unprocessed food. It doesn't even matter what the macronutrients are, just create yourself a diet that you've that you've measured and then measure what it does. So by measure, what I mean is weigh yourself and get a skin fold test. Um, I will say right now, I don't, I'm not a big fan of any of the other body fat testing methods. What we're talking about when it comes to bodybuilding and body recomposition, change in body composition, is we're talking about the fat that's obscuring our muscles, the fat that you can pinch off of your gut and off of your leg and off of your chest and off of your back. So just measure it. The actual measurement that you get of how thick the fat is covering your muscles is a measurement that you can use in of itself. There's certain predictable things. When when your abdominal pinch drops under 10 millimeters, you're probably starting to see your abdominal definition come through, depending on you. If it's getting over and above 12%, it's prob- uh, 12 millimeters is probably disappearing. There's there's a bunch of data that can come from that. That's another topic. But anyway, measure your body fat, measure your body weight, calculate how many kilos of fat you have, and therefore how many kilos of lean mass that you have. Follow your diet for a week, Remeasure yourself. You can weigh yourself every day to see the daily fluctuations in your weight so you can get a more accurate picture of what your weight really has changed by during the, the week. Because the amount of weight change in a week will probably be less than the day-to-day fluctuation anyway. So you should probably take more regular measurements in order to get a more realistic picture of how your weight has changed over the course of the week. And then logically, if you're bulking up, if your weight hasn't gone up as much as you wanted, then at the end of the week, you add more food and you follow it again for a week and measure again. And if it's going up, it's going up. That answers the question for you. You can make adjustments within it, but if you can if you can achieve your goals with a clean diet, you will be better off because it will be more uh, lean muscle um, and less body fat. And then you can leave the the dirty stuff for later on when you can no longer keep making progress with the clean stuff. And that's the simple process what will happen over time is as you as you gain in weight you're going to need to well as you actually follow any diet your body will adapt to it as you gain in weight you're going to need to keep increasing your calories faster than than you than you would otherwise in order to keep the weight gain going because if you just sit on any one diet it will stop working within a few short weeks. And then you're going to have to increase anyway. It makes more sense to stay in front of it. So if on 3,000 calories you gain half a kilo that week, you would probably want to jump to 3,300 straight away because half a kilo a week is going to be at the lower end of, um, of, a, of a bulk kind of weight gain. And a 10% increase will be small enough to hopefully keep it going without it actually spilling over to the following week being much more. Um, if, If you start gaining faster, if you gain a kilo, kilo and a half in a week, well, you can probably keep the diet the same rather than pulling it back because the next week you'll probably not gain as much. Um, unless, like I was saying before, you got to the point that I got to where 
you know, nothing happened until I went to 6,800 calories, but we'll, we'll come to that. For most people, it's get it gaining. And if you are gaining, then a little increment will keep you gaining. If you make big increments, just keep the diet there and the increments will slow down over time. Um, if you get to the point uh, eventually where you're just eating so much food that you just feel really uncomfortable all the time, or if you reach the point at which you start noticing that the skin folds go up, start ramping up really, really quickly, and the calculated lean mass isn't increasing anymore, this is a normal a normal occurrence that, that 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 happens on a regular basis. When you reach that point, you then have to decide what you're going to do. You can keep pushing, and you could put shit food in there, but you're probably going to find that after you've gained a certain amount of weight over and above what you'd been sitting for a while, over your baseline comfortable body weight, that it just goes exponential on, it either stops and it doesn't matter what you do, your body just says screw you and you start feeling generally unwell and struggling to eat the food and you feel sluggish and lethargic all the time and it's the body saying screw you, I'm not doing this anymore. Or you find that you can increase the food but the the, the body weight either gains is all fat and you look absolutely terrible and your performances go backwards Um or, or there's no response whatsoever. So you're eating more and more food and, and there's absolutely no weight gain and generally it comes along with feeling terrible and your performances in the gym going nowhere. Um, when you reach that point, it, it basically is the point at which your body needs to adapt to your new body weight. It just needs a bit of time to marinate at that level and you kind of have to back off. If you don't, then you'll gain nothing but fat. You can even lose muscle while gaining fat and um, and, and then you're going to have a hell of a mess to clean up later. Um, it's your body's way of stopping you. The thing is, when you get to the upper limit of what you can eat, let's say that was 6,000 calories and you're an 80 kilo guy at that point in time, that doesn't mean that you can never get heavier than 80 kilos. It's part of the body's adaptive process where it just needs to adapt to being 80 kilos. Now, this is where the dirty bulk starts to get its um, place, which is at the upper end. Once you start getting well into the hundreds for, for the average man, if you ever get there. Now, a 100 kilo bodybuilder, so someone who can be lean at 100 kilos, is a, a pretty damn large bodybuilder at average height or below average height as every single bodybuilder like me is, um, uh, 100 kilos is, is a pretty damn big guy when it's 100 kilos of mostly muscle. Getting to 110, 120, 130 kilos is definitely the very unnatural end of the spectrum for most guys of, of normal height um, and becomes increasingly difficult to get there. And there will be increasing resistance from the body to carrying that much weight. Now, I've been to 110 kilos at my absolute biggest. I started at 56, I got to 110. So I put on 54 kilos. I almost doubled my body weight in my bodybuilding career. And 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 my body literally said, fuck you. So I got to 110 kilos for about a week or so. And then I got a cold, which dropped 14 kilos off of me in the space of less than a week and I, I recovered from the cold and I, I you know pushed on again and, and got my weight back up to just under 110 and then I got 
knocked out by a cold less than a month later. And this happened like three times. And then the fourth time I got up, so I'm getting fatter and fatter each time I got back up and I'm not quite getting quite as big as, as I did the time before. Each time I got knocked back down into the low 90s. And, uh, and then finally I got a wisdom tooth infection of all things and I literally couldn't eat. And it was just the most ironic of things. I'd never had a wisdom tooth infection in my life and you just go if ever you wanted evidence that your body was saying, fuck you, I'm not going to be this big, it was three colds in a row and then a wisdom tooth infection to just stop you even chewing. Um, that's that's how determined my body was that I wasn't going to get any bigger than that at that point in time. Um, this is what happens. The, the thing is, is um, by, uh, by holding my weight over the 100 kilos later on i'd been i'd been over 100 kilos for a couple of years and i was able to maintain 105 kilos on a on a diet of around about the four, same 4000 calories that i currently eat to stay around 90 kilos um it's an adaptive process that that happens over time um when i when i brought my body weight back down again it was by dieting down um going under the 4000 calories at some point for for a period of time my weight came back down and then maintenance for me is around about the 4000 calorie mark i've also dieted into competition at at uh, just over 4000 calories because i'd adapted to a diet of over 6000 calories and and was still relatively lean and and then i was able to diet down to 4000 calories and still come into competition condition the point being that there isn't a fixed uh, body weight to calorie level your body is an adaptive organism it it adapts to the food that you eat and you can manipulate that when you understand it forget this idea that it's calorie in calorie out and you have some kind of control over it it's an adaptation that your body makes to the calories that you consistently feed it. This is vitally un- important to understand. If you push the calories up, 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 gradually, gradually, gradually over time, eventually you're going to reach a level of food intake that you you, you just can't tolerate any more food. It, it, it can increase over many, many years by a little bit, but there's a certain quantity of food. When you're getting up to the 9,000, 10,000 calories per day, there's, it's just a quantity of food that is, when it comes to clean food, impossible to eat that much every single day, day in, day out, seven days per week for months on end. Um, comfortably and and not wind up getting to that point of the body just going fuck you you're not going to eat that anymore you need to you need to pull back um, if you gradually increase up to that nine thousand calories your body weight will actually stop going up as you do the increase um, if you if you diet down methodically you can actually keep your calories relatively high and you'll come down to a new lower bound a new lower boundary, and then you can build back up again and go up higher than you did before on the same calorie that you were calorie level that you were on before. Now, this is uh, ironically what makes the, uh, the 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 low calorie, you know, eat less, move more crowd so profoundly stupid because they literally train their body to adapt to eating virtually no food and then wonder why they suddenly gain epic quantities of food when they go back to eating just a little bit more food than that they, they literally 
you, you look at a low calorie diet, eating 1200 calories per day just means you're training your body to maintain its weight on 1200 calories per day. If you drop down to 900 calories per day, that's not a deficit. It's just training your body to maintain weight and survive on 900 calories per day the best it can. When you then return to 1800 calories, you're going to gain weight thick and fast and most of it will be fat because it's such a massive increase. You can predict these things. So therefore, use that understanding to your advantage. Your body is an adaptive organism. It will adapt to the food you train it to to eat. And therefore, you can use that both to diet down and to build up. And then when your body tells you that's the end of it, well, that's the end of it. But the important thing is, is that you're measuring, you're planning, and you're following it. Then you can choose to the, the the foundation of your diet should always be clean unprocessed foods in consistent quantities every day measuring the response of what it does and then you can use processed foods for what they are best for which is rapid weight gain rapid acute weight gain pushing your weight up to a new level that it otherwise does not want to go to quite rapidly um and 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 bulking up as fast as you can. If you use dirty bulk to get to a new weight level and then hold that weight level for a little while so that the body adapts to that weight level, you'll be able to remove the dirty bulk diet and clean up the mess and hopefully get yourself to a, uh, a, a better body composition. Now, the last thing that I'll finish on is all of this is considered from the basis of the fact that your training is effective. And unfortunately, 99% of bodybuilding training is completely ineffective, completely illogical. um, And all of the talk about diet is absolutely irrelevant. If you are to gain muscle, then you will become stronger on all exercises in the gym. If you are not training to become stronger, then your training does not make any sense. If your weights aren't going up while you do your bulk up diet or cut down diet or whatever diet, dirty clean, whatever you're doing, then you are not probably growing any kind of consequential amounts of muscle. You need to be making sure that your strength, meaning the weights that you lift are going up consistently and regularly, however you want to measure that, while you're doing whatever type of diet that you're doing in order to be maximizing the amount of muscle gain that you're getting. If you bulk up by 20 kilos, whether it whether it's with a clean diet or a dirty bulk, and your strength does not increase at all during that period, well, you gained 20 kilos of fat and water. And when you then try to diet that off of the top again, you'll be right back to where you started or worse. So all of your bulk up choices should be predicated on the, the, the idea that your training is actually working effectively to make rapid strength improvement. The faster you are gaining weight, the faster you want to be seeing your strength increasing. Um, otherwise, what you're gaining is going to be fat and water and not a lot of muscle. And that probably isn't what you had in mind. So that's that's the the clean versus dirty bulk. Um, yes, both are useful. I am not against the dirty bulk. I I believe it does have its place. The important thing is understanding the point of it. Processed food will help you gain weight 
and unfortunately body fat much more rapidly than what you would be able to do on uh, from clean food to a much larger extent but that can be a useful tool just know when to use it and make sure you're always measuring what you're doing and doing it with a plan in place so you don't just wind up being a fat bastard this has been the damon hayhow podcast i hope you enjoyed that and we'll speak to you in the next episode restrained sensitive politically correct the damon hayhow podcast a delicate contemplation of nutrition of weight training of body recomposition of fitness being shitness of everyone being wrong <laughs>